0: Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. This is a continuation of The Source by Alex Ortega, and we are on Chapter 13, Changing the Fundamentals. A declaration of the fundamental principles taught and practiced by the Seventh-day Adventist. Built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself, Being the chief cornerstone, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 20. Steam Press of the Seventh-day Adventist Publishing Association, Battle Creek, 1872. Fundamental Principles In presenting to the public this synopsis of our faith, we wish to have it distinctly understood that we have no articles of faith, creed, or discipline, aside from the Bible. We do not put forth this as having any authority with our people, nor is it designed to secure uniformity among them as a system of faith, but is a brief statement of what is and has been with great unanimity held by them. We often find it necessary to meet inquiries on this subject and sometimes to correct false statements circulated against us and to remove erroneous impressions which have obtained with those who have not had an opportunity to become acquainted with our faith and practice our only object is to meet this necessity as seventh day adventists we desire simply that our position shall be understood we are on the more solicitous sorry we are the more solicitous for this because there are many who call themselves adventists who hold views with which we can have no sympathy some of which we think are subversive of the plainest and most important principles set forth in the Word of God. As compared with other Adventists, Seventh-day Adventists differ from one class in believing in the unconscious state of the dead and the final destruction of the unrepentant wicked. From another, in believing in the perpetuity of the law of God, as summarily contained in the Ten Commandments, in the operation of the Holy Spirit, in the church and in setting no time for the advent to occur from all when the observance of the seventh day of the week is the sabbath of the lord and in many applications of the prophetic scriptures okay with these remarks we ask the attention of the reader to the following propositions which aim to be a concise statement of the more prominent features of our faith number one that there is one god a personal spiritual being, the creator of all things, omnipotent, omniscient, eternal, infinite in wisdom, holiness, justice, goodness, truth, and mercy, unchangeable, and everywhere present by his representative, the Holy Spirit. Psalms 139, verse 7, number 2, that there is one Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Eternal Father the one by whom God created all things, and by whom they do consist, that he took on him the nature of the seed of Abraham for the redemption of our fallen race, that he dwelt among men full of grace and truth, lived our example, died our sacrifice, was raised for our justification, ascended on high, to be our only mediator in the sanctuary in heaven, where with his own blood he makes atonement for our sins. Which atonement, so far from being made on the cross, which was but the offering of the sacrifice, is the very last portion of his work as priest, according to the example of the Levitical priesthood, which foreshadowed and prefigured the ministry of our Lord in heaven. See Leviticus 16, Hebrews 8, 4 and 5, Hebrews 9, 6 and 7, and so forth. And I'm just going to add here that that doesn't mean that he's actually dealing with real blood. He's making application from the sacrifice that was made. That's also, all right. Number three, that the holy scriptures of the Old and New Testament were given by inspiration of God, contain a full revelation of his will to man, and are the only infallible rule of faith and practice. Okay, so it can be readily seen that this statement was not made to establish a creed by which to control its members. There is no hint of using the document to keep the members in line. It was not designed to be an authority or a means of discipline. The first 50 years of the Seventh-day Adventist movement were characterized by a profound belief in the Bible as it reads. It should also be noted that the document is not a personal opinion, but is represented as held with great unanimity by the members. For the purpose of this study, we quote only the first three principles. The first, declare that there is one God, a personal spiritual being. The second, declares that there is one Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Eternal Father. The third is about the Bible. There's no mention of a deity called the Holy Spirit, no Trinity. We read the official minutes of the Battle Creek Church of 1894. Let's read them. Seventh-day Adventist Church of Battle Creek, Michigan, as it stood, April 15. 1894. Some things which Seventh-day Adventists believed. The SDA people have no creed or discipline except the Bible, but the following are some of the points of their faith upon which there is a quite general agreement that there is one God, a personal spiritual being, the creator of all things, omnipotent, omniscient, and eternal, infinite in wisdom and holiness, justice, goodness, truth, and mercy, unchangeable, And that he is everywhere present by his representative, the Holy Spirit. That there is one Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Eternal Father, the one by whom he created all things and by whom they consist. That he took on him the nature of man for the redemption of our fallen race and that he dwelt among men full of grace and truth. He lived our example, died our sacrifice, was raised for our justification, ascended on high. (coughs) me i'm sorry to be our only mediator in the sanctuary in heaven where through the atoning merits of his blood he secures see the atoning merits of his blood he secures the pardon and forgiveness of all who penitently come to god through him and as the closing portion of his work as priest before he comes again as king of kings he will make the final atonement for the sins of all believers and blot them out as foreshadowed and prefigured by the levitical priesthood that the holy scriptures of the Old and New Testament were given by inspiration of God and contain a revelation of his will to man and are an infallible rule of faith and practice. Okay, so we notice the consistency. No creed, one God, one Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Eternal Father. Battle Creek Church was the headquarters church for the denomination. So here, from the 1912 yearbook, the fundamental 1912, Fundamental Principles of Seventh-day Adventists by the late Uriah Smith Seventh-day Adventists have no creed but the Bible, but they hold a certain well-defined points of faith For which they feel prepared to give a reason to every man that asketh of them The following propositions may be taken as a summary of the principal features of their religious faith upon which there is So far as is known entire unanimity throughout the body They believe one that there is one God a personal spiritual being the creator of all things, omnipotent, omniscient, and eternal, infinite in wisdom, holiness, justice, goodness, truth, and mercy, unchangeable, and everywhere present by his representative, the Holy Spirit. Psalms nine seven. Number two, that there is one Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Eternal Father. After Ellen White and all the pioneers were dead, the changes began. Here we have the 1931 yearbook. It states that the Godhead or Trinity consists of the Eternal Father, a personal spiritual being, omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient, infinite in wisdom and love, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Eternal Father, through whom all things were created and through whom the salvation of the redeemed host will be accomplished, the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Godhead, the great regenerating power in the work of redemption, that Jesus Christ is very God, being of the same nature and essence as the Eternal Father. See that difference? It's huge. At once it is imper- apparent that the language has been changed and the Trinity makes its appearance. This <clears throat> excuse me, this statement was not voted at any official church function. It was written by F. M. Wilcox and submitted by him to the yearbook editor. Alright, so here we have October 14, 1939. W. W. Prescott preaches a sermon including the doctrine of the Trinity. Elder J.S. Washburn objects in a letter to the General Conference. 1941. The baptismal covenant vow is produced by 13 men and calls the Father the first person, Jesus Christ the second person, and the Holy Spirit the third person. The word Trinity is not used. 1946. The General Conference in session votes that changes to the baptismal vow could only be made by the General Conference delegates in official session. 1980 it was time for a new statement of beliefs The meeting at Dallas, Texas will be remembered for making the Trinity the official belief of the Seventh-day Church Trinity belief to there is one God Father Son and Holy Spirit a unity of three co-eternal persons God is immortal all-powerful all-knowing above all and ever-present he is infinite and beyond human comprehension yet known through his self-revelation He is forever worthy of worship, adoration, and service by the whole creation. Father, belief three. God, the Eternal Father, is the Creator, Source, Sustainer, and Sovereign of all creation. He is just and holy, merciful and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. The qualities and powers exhibited in the Son and the Holy Spirit are also revelations of the Father. Son, belief four. God, the Eternal Son, became incarnate in Jesus Christ. Through him, all things were created. The character of God is revealed. The salvation of humanity is accomplished. And the world is judged forever, truly God. He became also truly man, Jesus the Christ. He was conceived of the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary. He lived and experienced temptation as a human being. But perfectly exemplified the righteousness and love of God. By his miracles, he manifested God's power. And was attested as God's promised Messiah. He suffered and died voluntarily on the cross for our sins and in our place. Was raised from the dead and ascended to minister in the heavenly sanctuary in our behalf. He will come again in glory for the final deliverance of his people and the restoration of all things. Son, belief five. God, the eternal spirit. Or spirit, belief five was active with Father and Son in creation, incarnation, and redemption. He inspired the writers of Scripture. He filled Christ's life with power. I think that was supposed to say Spirit, Believe 5. God, the eternal Spirit, was active with Father and Son in creation, incarnation, redemption. He inspired the writers of Scripture. He filled Christ's life with power. He draws and convicts human beings and those who respond. He renews and transforms into the image of God. Sent by the Father and the Son to be always with his children. He extends spiritual gifts to the church, empowers it to bear witness to Christ, and in harmony with the scripture, leads it into all truth. But And this is me aside from the reading them. Um, if he is equal with them, why does he have to be sent by someone? Um, Alrighty. So the new Seventh-day Adventist Church. There is one God that shows himself in three ways, as a Father, a Son, and a Holy Spirit. Three persons. But there's not really three persons. There are three roles. Could the pioneers have signed on to the Sunday Keeper's God? Notice what the scholars know. 1993, Ministry Magazine, written by George R. Knight. Most of the founders of the Seventh-day Adventism would not be able to join the church today if they had to subscribe to the denomination's fundamental beliefs. More specifically, most would not be able to agree to belief number two, which deals with the doctrine of the Trinity. For Joseph Bates, the Trinity was an unscriptural doctrine. For James White, it was that old Trinitarian absurdity. For M.E. Cornell, it was a fruit of the great apostasy, along with the false doctrines of Sunday keeping and the immortality of the soul. In like manner, most of the founders of Seventh-day Adventism would have trouble with fundamental belief number four, which holds that Jesus is both eternal and truly God. For J.N. Andrews, the son of God, had God for his father and did at some point in the eternity of past have a beginning of days and E.J. Wagner of Minneapolis, 1888, fame pinned in 1890, there was a time when Christ proceeded forth and came from God. But that time was so far back in the days of eternity that to finite comprehension is practically without beginning. Neither could most of the leading Adventists have agreed with fundamental belief number five, which implies the personhood of the Holy Spirit. Uriah Smith, for example, not only was anti-Trinitarian and and, and semi-Aryan, like so many of his colleagues, but also, like them, pictured the Holy Spirit as that divine, mysterious emanation through which they, the Father and Son, carry forward their great and infinite work. On another occasion, Smith pictured the Holy Spirit as a divine influence and not a person like the Father and the Son. So, if Knight were to tell it straight, none of the pioneers would be welcome in the present SDA church. How does it come to be that the leaders today are proud... They're not like the pioneers, and how did that happen? We turn our attention now to what went wrong. Patriarchs and Prophets, page 55. Eve really believed the words of Satan. Her belief did not save her from the penalty of sin. She disbelieved the words of God. This was what led to her fall. In the judgment, men will not be condemned because they conscientiously believed a lie, but because they did not believe the truth, because they neglected the opportunity of learning what is truth. Their lessons from Scripture, or sorry, their neglect will result in ruin to ourselves. Whatever contradicts God's word, we may be sure proceeds from Satan. Testimonies, Volume 8, page 296. I am instructed to say to our people, Let us follow Christ. Do not forget that He is to be our pattern in all things. We may safely discard those ideas that are not found. In his teaching the end of chapter 13 tomorrow morning number 14 creeds we have no creed the Bible is our creed that's tomorrow thank you for joining me today brothers and sisters God bless you as we learn together about these things there is so much more to learn this is a very deep subject I just really uh, pray in fact us have prayer dear Jesus thank you Lord that Alex Ortega put this all together, that there are so many of your faithful servants out there who are waking up to the omega of apostasy, and Lord, I pray that your people would open up their hearts and their eyes, in Jesus' name I pray, amen, okay, God bless you, brothers and sisters, I'll see you in the morning, take good care.